Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies, and it's a big one. Yesterday, we got a huge announcement concerning Bryce Harper's future as a position player for the Philadelphia Phillies. We're also going to evaluate Nick Castellanos' 2023 season. And a question based on the announcement, is Castellanos getting moved? Well, we'll discuss it all on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies. Your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. Thanks so much for checking us out. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that great stuff that helps us out here on Locked On Phillies. And today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com appreciate them bringing you today's episode and it's a uh, it's an important one for the offseason of the Philadelphia Phillies we talked about it multiple times as we're evaluating players as we talked about free agency focuses there's one big domino that needs to fall and needs to fall quickly and that was Reese Hoskins Bryce Harper first base decision like Who's going to be your first baseman going forward? And where is Bryce Harper going to play if he doesn't play first base? Well, uh, I guess we'll never know because yesterday Dave Dombrowski announced that the plan is to have Bryce Harper play first base for the Philadelphia Phillies going forward. Every time we brought this up on the podcast, I told you that this is the most likely, most logical solution to the Philadelphia Phillies questions right now. If you move Bryce Harper to the outfield, you've got a lot of things you got to switch around. Where does Nick Castellanos go? Does Bryce Harper go to left? If he goes to left, does Brandon Marsh play center? If Brandon Marsh plays center, does Johan Roas go to the minor? Like, there's a lot of different stuff going on in the outfield if Bryce Harper moves back out there. Meanwhile, there's an opening at first base. And the only change that will happen if you decide that Bryce Harper is going to play first base is that you won't be focused on signing Reese Hoskins back to this team. And that is the route that they chose. So unfortunately for Reese Hoskins and fans of Reese Hoskins, it seems like he's no longer going to be a member of the Philadelphia Phillies. Now he's a free agent, so technically he's not a member of the team anymore, but there was always the outside chance that they were going to bring him back. A one-year deal on a Scott Boris special where he proves his worth and his ability and he gets a huge multi-year contract. Now the Phillies don't seem to be interested in that. And this move would say that the door is probably closed on bringing Reese Hoskins back in any capacity for the 2024 season. So, unfortunately, that's how Reese Hoskins' career as a Philadelphia Philly ends, on a ground ball to first base in spring training and a torn ACL, and he walks away. Now, we're going to have, once he's officially signed by another team, because I do believe he's not going to be back with the team. Like, I'm pretty darn sure that Reese Hoskins will be playing in a different uniform next year. We'll do a full episode thanking Reese Hoskins for everything he did for this uh, franchise. Now's not the time for that yet because, hey, we don't know for sure whether or not he's gone. But I'm feeling pretty sure that he's out of the equation. So Bryce Harper plays first base. Now you have your infield set, right? Uh, so let's break down what it'll look like. It'll be J. Tremuto at catcher, Harper at first, Stott at second, Turner at short, 
Boehm at third. We talked about potentially swapping those middle infielders and having Boehm play shortstop. Uh, or Boehm play shortstop, sorry. Stott play shortstop. Stott was top five in Major League Baseball and outs above average uh, this past year, so plus defender. But either way, those are going to be the guys in the infield. The outfield now, if the season started today, would be Castellanos in right, Rojas in center, Martian left, Schwarber with DH. Makes sense. Simple. It's how you ended last year. You have everybody back from last year's team. And that seems to make sense. And it opens things up, right? Now you don't have to go out and get a first baseman. You don't have to go sign one. If Harper had moved to right field, you would have had to sign Reese Hoskins. And if Hoskins wants a different deal somewhere else, you would have had to go out and get another first baseman. And that could have been tricky. And that could have been expensive. And Hoskins could have been expensive. You've already got all these players under contract. So now you can truly focus on the Aaron Nola situation and bringing him back. So that's the other thing, right? Uh, money commitment has now decreased by probably a good $20 million a year based on what you would have had to pay Reese Hoskins. So now you have that money to throw at Aaron Nola or another top pitcher on the free agency market. Uh, it, this was the right move for the Philadelphia Phillies. It sucks that this is how Reese Hoskins' time ends, but it opens up so many more possibilities than the log jam you would have created if Bryce Harper went to right field or left field, or the outfield in general. What this also means now uh, is you have a very clear path in the outfield for Johan Rojas to start in center and Brandon Marsh to start in left. Because what else is going to happen? You're not going to play Kyle Schwarber in the outfield. He was the worst defensive player in baseball last year. He's DHing. Okay, Castellanos is not going to move from right field, right? So he's sitting out there. Now we're going to have a discussion about his future a little bit later on in the episode. I don't want to dive too deep into it right now because I want you to keep listening to hear what I have to say about if Castellanos is going to be the right fielder for the Phillies this year. But let's just assume for the time being, for this, the sake of this conversation, that he is. Well, he's going to play right. Marsh is going to play left because he's not going to play center over Rojas, who's better defensively. And then Rojas is going to play center. It's just Pretty basic. There's no other way to go with this lineup, with this defensive alignment. Uh, Bryce Harper playing first base was always the simplest option for this. I'm surprised it took him as long as it did, but they needed to figure this out like right now, like ASAP. So they knew how they needed to handle who's playing what position in the outfield, where they need to improve. Now they know like, okay, we might need another corner outfielder. We might need someone to play over Brandon Marsh or a guy to play over Rojas in center that is better offensively. Like they know who's playing where so they can evaluate what they need. And that's a huge, huge thing. Before it was up in the air whether you'd have two corner outfielders that were all star caliber or not. Now you know Marsh in left, Rojas in center, Castellanos in right. Is that good enough of an outfield? Well, that's a different question. And that's something the Phillies are going to have to evaluate. And if they do evaluate that it's not good enough, well, that'll either be a big free agent signing. Like, I don't know. Maybe they make a splash and they say, screw it. We're going to get Aaron Nola. And we're also going to get Cody Bellinger to come in and play like left field or something. Like, I don't see that as likely, but they could address it in free agency. But more likely, and you can see on the graphic if you're watching on YouTube, it could be addressed by a trade of one of the current players in the outfield. And that's something that we're going to get into a little bit later on in the episode. But as I've been telling you for like weeks now, it makes clearly the most sense to have Bryce Harper play first base. I don't see any reason why that wasn't the cleanest option. And Dave Dombrowski, the way he worded it, he said, 
we told Bryce Harper the plan is to have him play first base going forward. So it sounded a lot more like a mandate from the organization than it was a request from Bryce Harper. Harper and Hoskins are tight. They love each other. They're great teammates. They're great friends. I wouldn't be surprised if Harper had brought up to the Phillies, yo, I'll play the outfield if it means we can have Reese back. And maybe that's the better baseball team is Harper and left, Castellanos and right, Hoskins at first base, Marsh and Rojas rotate in center. Like maybe that team is better, but is it the most efficient way to get better? Now with everyone signed, you can go ahead and get a great starting pitcher without having to spend the money you would have had to to re-sign Reese Hoskins or the big multi-year commitment to him. Uh, you could potentially make another move in the outfield. Like you have more flexibility when it comes to how much money you are spending. Because even though there's not a salary cap, there is a point where John Middleton's going to be like, yo, this is too much. I can't spend all this money on everything. So saving the money on Reese Hoskins opens up very interesting possibilities to making this team even better than they were in 2023. And one of those is one hurts a little bit to talk about, but we're going to discuss it coming up later on in this episode with Nick Castellanos. But before we get into that, coming up next, everyone wanted me to evaluate Nick Castellanos next. I saw multiple comments saying evaluate Casty, evaluate Casty. So we're going to get into it coming up and the evaluation of Nick Castellanos' 2023 season. He's a it ties in perfectly with this episode. Because he's probably the number one person that's got an eye outside of Reese Hoskins and Bryce Harper. He's the number one person on this team that should have an eye on what the Phillies just decided with Bryce Harper's future. We'll discuss it coming up as we continue Locked on Phillies. All right. Let me tell you about Jace Medical. Okay. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. I mean, if you listen every day, you hear me for hours a week. We get fired up together on wins and losses. Who starts and who sits? You know, and Bryce Harper is now starting at first base and Race Hoskins is now left out in the cold. I mean, I'm thankful for that connection we have. And today, I want our chat to be a little more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications. You realize what that means? It bring on extended travel, bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue. You're covered. It doesn't matter. Anything can happen. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your prescriptions for uh, Cialis, Viagra, Revatio prescriptions. This is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. They'll be able to help you out. Go online right now at jacemedical.com and you'll receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code Locked On at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I want you to hear this testimony. Uh, I'm thankful for the service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills and have to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. Also ordered an antibiotic kit. You feel secure now. Prices are lower than your local pharmacies. And I highly recommend this to everyone. If you or someone you know uh, would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily medication, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code Locked On and you'll get $20 off your purchase. It's absolutely great. Go ahead and check out our friends over at Jace Medical. And they'll make sure you have the medicine you need. All right, let's evaluate Nick Cassiano's 2023. Yes, we're going to have plenty of time to get into that thing that I've been teasing a lot, which is the future of Nick Cassiano's. But let's talk about the most recent past of Nick Cassiano's and the year he had, because he had a great one. And the numbers look insane compared to 2022. Now, we know in 2022, Nick Castellanos was the biggest disappointment on this Philadelphia Phillies team. 
you sign him. He comes in as an all-star off of the best year of his career in Cincinnati, and then all of a sudden he just can't seem to do anything at the plate. He finished 2022 with a 263 batting average, uh, slash 263, 305, 389. This year, a huge resurgence. He batted 272 with a slash line of 272, 311, 476, an OPS of 788 compared to 694 last year, and an OPS plus of 112. Last year, 96. I mean, clearly a better year for Nick Castellanos. And let's look at just some of the big numbers when it comes to what you saw in 2023. Now, RBIs, he cleared 100 for only the third time in his career. He had 106. That was the highest mark of Nick Castellanos' career. That's great to see. He had 29 home runs. It's the second most in his career, second only to 2021, a year where he was an all-star and I believe was – top 15, top 12 in MVP voting in the uh, yeah National League. Uh, that's great work by him. He had 37 doubles. Uh, that's up from 27 the year before. He had 170 hits, up from 138 the year before. Like, he improved on everything. Uh, he doubled his stolen bases. He had one last year. He had two this year. Okay, so that's a little bit less. But walks, 36 this year, 29 last year. The approach seemed to be way, way better at points. Here's the issue with Nick Castellanos. He's streaky. Last year, he struck out 130 times. This year, he struck out 185 times. Uh, how in the world did he strike out 55 more times and all his numbers are that much better? Well, I, I guess he just, when he did make contact, it was much stronger, stronger contact. That's a kind of wild stat when you look at it, is that he had the most strikeouts of any year in his career this year in 2023. But some of his other numbers looked like career highs. So how do you evaluate Nick Castellanos in 2023? Uh, it was Nick Castellanos in a nutshell. When he's going good, he can be really, really, really good. When he loses his approach at the plate, he can be a strikeout machine that gives you absolutely nothing. He's got a high ceiling, but a low floor, and consistency is a question. To a lesser extent, because Aaron Nola's struggles – are very, very evident because it's just literally year one year he's good, one year he's bad. One year he's good, one year he's bad. One start he's good, one start he's bad. Like, it, it's very on-off. Castellanos, you never know where it's coming. But, like, he's super talented. He's just inconsistent in somewhat of the same way as what Aaron Nola is. Now, Castellanos was an all-star in 2023. He had a huge bounce back from what he did in 2022. It was one of the tougher mental turnarounds that I've seen in sports. And it might not have even been the toughest mental turnaround on this team with what Trey Turner went through this year. But the point is to see what he did in 2022 and how this fan base booed him and uh, made him like feel uncomfortable here and everything like that. And he clearly had a tough year to see the turnaround that he made in 2023 is commendable. Like He's a very valuable player. And here's something I want you to keep an eye on, though. Right. I want you to understand this. So he's been in the majors for 11 years, 11 seasons at the major league level. It doesn't feel like that long, right? He still feels like a relatively younger guy. Um, but when you look at the age, I mean, he's getting up there. He debuted at 21 years of age. He's 31 now. You're kind of getting to the back end of that prime. And for a guy who's not a plus defender, that's going to become an issue with him playing the field. Now, he was very good in the outfield this year. Uh, there was a point, I don't know if he did for the season or not. Let me see if I can pull up his defensive stats. If he um, 
led the league in outfield assists. Uh, I want to see if I can find that. It's going to be tough to track that down, whether or not he did that, because he's got it broken down by different uh, positions and everything. But there was a point where he was near the top in outfield assists in Major League Baseball. Uh, so he had a good defensive year. He had a good offensive year. He was an all-star. And honestly, he might have been the most valuable player of the regular season of this team just because he was, when other guys were slumping, he was producing. He was the guy that held this team together early by having a great first half of the season. And he had a bunch of home runs and felt like he had a really good year. The question is, with the inconsistencies and getting close to the back end of his prime and how good of a year he just had, the feeling is, that Nick Cassiano's value may never be higher than it is right now. Now, I have a theory on this I'm going to talk to you about coming up, but just keep that in mind, right? He's a guy that's had really good seasons at points and had really bad seasons at points, and uh, you look at him as a fringe all-star every year, but uh, he's going to become an all-star by having a great month and then an okay month and then a bad month and then an exceptional month. Like, it's not a straight line to just – it's not Bryce Harper where he's great all the time. No, it's – up, down, up, down, up, down, and the ups outweigh the downs, just like they do with Aaron Nola. But it's very similar to that in a position player type of way for Nick Castellanos. And the question is, do you trade him? Do you move him because of what you could potentially get for him following a great 2023 year? So for all those who wanted me to evaluate Nick Castellanos in 2023, I thought it was an exceptional mental bounce back year. I thought he posted good numbers in the power uh, categories, I thought he was solid defensively. I thought he had a much better approach at the plate at points. And I do think he still showed some of that textbook inconsistencies that Nick Castellanos is known for. That's just being realistic. I think he had a solid year. I'm not trying to put Nick Castellanos down at all. Like, I think he had a very, very good year, much better than any of us were imagined he was going to following the 2022 season. But was it good enough for the Phillies to feel comfortable with him long term? Or has he played himself into a position where he could be of value to other teams? We're going to discuss that coming up as we wrap up Locked on Phillies. So I just told you, Nick Cassianos, great 2023 season, right? Maybe the MVP of this team over the regular season, an all-star, great numbers, better approach. Let's keep him. Well, that's one school of thought. But there have been stories popping up now that – the call is for Bryce Harper to play first base, saying that Nick Castellanos could now be on the trade block. Why would Nick Castellanos be traded? Well, I kind of laid it out for you already, but let me do it again. The reason you would move Nick Castellanos at this point is because you have a plethora of outfield options. You could still play Bryce Harper there from time to time. You could play Christian Pache, Johan Roas, and Brandon Marsh in those three spots and have a insanely good defensive outfield. Like that is a possibility. That would also be an outfield that does not have a lot of offensive capability. So if you're willing to sacrifice um, offense for defense, which may be something you can get away with with the rest of this roster, that could be a play. Like there are ways to make the outfield work without Nick Castellanos. There certainly are because you just have depth at those positions. You could also call up when you're looking at a situation, uh, Justin Crawford, who is a young player, former first round pick of the Phillies. Excuse me, voice going on me a little bit. 
He's made a huge, huge rise through the Phillies uh, minor league system. He's one of the top prospects in baseball. He shows off some real ability. If you move Castellanos, could you see Crawford this next year? Uh, I mean, maybe. You might have an in-house option. And then the question is, what would you trade Nick Castellanos for? What could you get for Nick Castellanos? You could trade him to a team like, I don't know, Miami, for example. He's from Florida. Maybe that makes sense. Miami brings in Nick Castellanos to try and get them over the hump. And you say, well, we'll throw in Castellanos and a prospect or two. And you send us back one of your starting pitchers. And then you sign Aaron Nola again. Or you sign another starting pitcher, top-level guy, Yamamoto, Snell, um, Giolito. You trade for Cease. Well, I don't know. One of those guys out there. Maybe you trade for Cease and Castellanos goes back to Detroit. Like, there's a lot of places – or Chicago, whatever. Uh, there's a lot of places you could send Nick Castellanos potentially that they'd be interested in him. I think the key would be to trade him for a pitching piece or for a prospect that could turn into a pitching piece one day. Like the only thing you would trade Nick Castellanos for that this team needs is starting pitching. We talked about this. That's the biggest need of this team in the offseason. So if you value that more and you think you can get away with not having Castellanos, you're never going to have more value in Nick Castellanos than you will right now. If you don't trade him now, he's going to play out the rest of his contract or you're going to dump him for nothing one of these years coming up. And that's okay. So here's where I stand. Uh, to this whole point, it, it might sound to you like I'm in favor of trading Nick Castellanos. I don't think I am. Uh, as I take the time to flesh it out more and more, I have myself thinking this. I think the thought process of, You'll never be able to trade a guy like his value will never be higher on the trade market than it is right now. So you move him. I think that is a mentality for a middle of the pack to a losing organization. I don't think that that is the mentality for a winning organization. You will never get more than what you would right now for Bryce Harper. You'll never get more than what you would right now. I'm just thinking about other Philadelphia sports, what you would get for Joel Embiid. You would never get more than what you would get right now for Jalen Hurts. It doesn't mean you're trading them. You're competing to win. This is not a trade just because Castellanos' value is high. That would be an absolute waste and a travesty, and that would be something that I would be upset about. Now, <clears throat> if you can move Castellanos strategically to make the team better as a whole, trade Castellanos to, I don't know, let, let's say you get Lazardo from uh, Miami, and he's part of the trade back from Nick Castellanos' trade. Like, you're a better team based on that. Young pitcher, got some opportunity to throw, and you've seen him. He's very, very good. You put him into rotation with a another number one, a Zach Wheeler, and then you go to him, Ranger Suarez, Christopher Sanchez, Taiwan Walker. Like, that's dirty. That's disgusting, especially with the pitching prospects you still have waiting in the wings to bolster that rotation over the coming years. Like, that would make sense, but the trade has to be right. If you ask me right now, my guess I would imagine that Nick Castellanos is not traded in the 2023 offseason. I think the most likely way that this plays out, and I told you already, so I'm one for one this offseason. I said the most likely way that the Reese Hoskins situation plays out is he's not resigned, or I'm two for two, is that he's not back. And the most likely situation for Bryce Harper is that he plays first base to force the Phillies' hand of Reese Hoskins not coming back. Like, that was always the cleanest way to do this. Harper plays first, Reese Hoskins not back. Instead of making the outfield more complicated. So here, I'm going to call another shot for you. I don't think Nick Castellanos is traded. 
I think the starting pitching acquisitions are going to be through the free agency market and not via trade. And I think Castellanos is playing right field for the Phillies this year. I think they've put some feelers out. I think they see what they can get from Castellanos. But I think at the end of the day, they realize that in a competition window for a championship, Nick Castellanos is a player that can help you win a ring. I know he had a rough, rough time in the postseason at points. I get it. But he also had one of the best stretches of the postseason since Reggie Jackson. Like, he was – he's streaky. But his heat check is as hot as anybody. He had an amazing stretch in that Brave series and into the series with the Diamondbacks. Like, next-level stuff. Better than Bryce Harper at points in this postseason run and then disappeared a little bit. But – it's similar to the Hoskins thing. Hoskins was a streaky hitter when he was here. And again, I'm talking like he's going, I assume he's going to be. It's, you just got to get hot at the right time. That's kind of baseball, right? You need a way to do that to get into the postseason and to have success in the postseason anyway. Nick Castellanos is a talented player. I think he should still be be here, but there are going to be rumors throughout the offseason of Castellanos for this or that, or will he get traded? Those are my thoughts on the whole situation as far as that's concerned. That's all for today's episode of Locked on Phillies, a really important one when it comes to the scope of the offseason. We're going to continue with our player evaluations coming up, so let me know in the comments who you want to be evaluated next. So far, we've done Harper, Rojas, Stott, Bohm, Marsh, and now Nick Castellanos. Who are we going to go with? Who's going to be the seventh player you want evaluated? Remember, folks, I'm only seeing position players. We can do pitchers, too, so... If there's a pitcher you want their 2023 evaluated, let me know in the comments. If there's a position player, let me know. we got plenty of guys to go through still. So uh, tell me who you want evaluated next. And, yeah, there you have it. Bryce Harper, first base. Reese Hoskins, probably gone. Nick Castellanos, possibly on the trading block. The times, they are changing. question is, will the Phillies come out of this as a better baseball team? And that's something that we have to trust Dave Dombrowski with. We'll talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked On Phillies. This is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Appreciate you checking us out. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that great stuff. Appreciate you checking in. And again, talk to you next time.